The Star Wars Power of the Force Collection. Darth Vader leads an evil empire towards universal domination. Join a brave rebellion with Luke Skywalker, Han Solo and Chewbacca, and Jedi Obi-Wan Kenobi. Can you stop the empire? Star Wars Power of the Force Collection from Kenner. I'm Justin. And I'm Blake. And this is the How Do You Figure podcast. Blake. Yes. Who are our guests this week? We are joined today by the action stars Max Carley and Chris Kramer. How are you guys doing? Thank you so much for having us on your podcast. Hello, this is Max. That was Chris. Perfect. I was going to say, we'll get the voice to the name. Yeah, Hello. This, this is Chris. <laughs> Thank you for having us on. This has of been course. a long time coming. I yeah. think uh, we talked to you guys like two years ago about doing <laughs> it. It really does feel like it was several years ago. I, I would have to check the date of my DMs, but... October 26, 2018. So Dang. I wanted to say it hasn't been two years. And close. So a long Very time close. in the making, but here we are. <laughs> well, the hilarious thing is, is that it was a two and a half block journey for us. Right. It so. really was only time. That was our obstacle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Distance-wise, you've probably come the shortest. <laughs> I would say so. The easiest, just a walk, one nice of those little scan a scooter and go. Yeah. Uh, did you guys get any toys this week? I did. Um, I cashed in on a uh, Disney store gift card that I had and they have this really cool line. I'm not even sure what it's called, um, but I've only seen it in the Disney store and it ranges from Star Wars to actual Disney movie characters like Aladdin. And, yeah, uh, uh, it's called uh, the Toy Box line. Yes. And it's exclusive to Disney stores. They're very cartoony they're looking. Awesome. Yeah, I so I got... Um, I got uh, the alien from Toy Story from the claw machine came with Bullseye, Woody's horse. And then uh, the other one that I got is a two-pack that comes with Rocket Raccoon and Baby Groot. Great. Yeah. I've been very tempted to start collecting that line, especially the Star Wars ones. (sighs) But it just seems like... I can't get into another thing right now. There are so many lines. I think you you just have to cherry pick the ones that you really like from that line. But I've seen some great photographs of some of those. And they have a very cool cartoony look to them. And for some of the characters. And they have, like, ships. There's, like, a Millennium Falcon and AT-ATs. It's like... Yeah, but where do you draw the line, you know? Blake collects the uh, Toonie Terrors from NECA. Yeah. And they have sort of the same... Yep. Yeah, like, look. I I talk about it a lot with... Like the game Super Smash Brothers, where they've unified this style for like Zelda, Metroid, Castlevania, Sonic, Pac-Man, Mega Man, Fire Emblem, but they all feel like they belong. And I'm always impressed when a toy line can basically go, it's Toy Story and Star Wars and this, and it all fits. I think it makes for just great looking sets when you see them. I think it's part of why like Funko Pops are popular. Totally. It never really feels out of place. It just starts to feel like a horror movie of just dead eyes looking at you when you get that one too high. Yeah, if you uh, if you guys out there haven't seen the toy back uh, toy box line at the Disney store, check it out. It's a really fun, line. especially for young kids. Even if yeah. you're an adult collector, if you have younger kids, it's a great introductory toy line, I'd say. And I should also mention that I recently did the um, Bandai Build Your Own Buzz and Woody, and oh, nice. that's why I got the Bullseye from this line is Sweet. to pair with the Woody from. That I already have. Oh yeah, that would definitely work. Yeah, I, it's uh, Toy Story figures are kind of like a slippery slope scale wise, yeah. where like I <laughs> I started collecting one scale, and then like not all the characters came out in that scale, and then switched to another scale, and then not all the characters came out in that scale. So I'm still like looking for the ultimate Toy Story line. Like, Mattel got really close for a while. Totally. Like, around the time of Toy Story 2. Like, I bought all of those figures. Is it Mayfex that does the really high-end ones? It is ones? Mayfex, yeah. Those are beautiful. Yeah, really nice-looking figures. But expensive. But expensive. <laughs> and then Herocross does a line of them, but they're, like, deformed. Like, they have, yeah. like, giant heads and small bodies, and I'm not into that. <laughs> I was happy with the Bandai build, build Your Own, because building the models was pretty easy and fun. It only took, like, a night or two, you know, a couple hours each night. And they're pretty movie accurate. I wouldn't say they're as nice as the Mafex ones, but they were like twenty nine ninety nine. Oh, compared, that's great. you know, it's like less than half, I think. So yeah, that's really it's good. good. It was a good middle ground for me. Join <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, toys this week. No toys this week. Have something along those lines that's cool that I got is a special edition DVD of the film Mad Monster Party. 
it was Rankin and Bass were the that was the production company that did Rudolph the puppet the stop yeah. animation, and they did uh, I don't know if it, uh, it's the classic monsters, and um, the DVD has a documentary that's making of that I'm very oh excited. wow great because I had the VHS. Uh, thank you, Dad. Shout out to my mom and dad. Um, my dad showed that movie to me, and I had the VHS as a kid, and it's amazing. Everyone should watch Mad Monster Party. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, and so, special edition DVD puppets of classic monsters. So it's almost like I got a toy. It's just on DVD. Right. And they look <laughs> like toys. The characters look like toys. Yeah. It's yeah. Right yeah. Yeah. Puppets. yeah. Puppets. yeah. That's- I always love that type of animation too, and I think that it's sort of a lost art in movies that we just don't really do anymore. Um, what's it called? You have to watch uh, Zach Galifianakis is a voice actor in a movie about the missing link. Is it called Missing, missing link? link? Yeah, yeah. You have to watch it. It's stop motion animation, and right. I think it won best animated movie for the Golden Globes, yeah. and it's- hopefully for the Oscars. It's really good, um, and the animation is incredible. What we do need to do now is talk about the history, specifically this first year, this first wave of the power of the Force figures. The 1995 red backdrop, which I guess some people think is orange. I don't know why that's a debate. It's a color. Choose. It's very I orange. I always thought it was orange. It's very well, orange. I think they're meant to be lightsabers. I think it's like mm. a close up of Darth Vader's lightsaber. Yeah. And the middle is like a yellowish, and then it fades to orange, and then red on the outside. Yeah, but I think s- it's the red lightsaber. So right, it's supposed to be the red lightsaber, but I think at that close, it's like the sun. It has right. depth. Right. I'm not. Well, this is also 25 years old, so this color is probably faded. Oh yeah, 25 years old. I, that is insane. Yeah, 25 years old. That one you're wow. holding uh, was the first action figure that I owned. Really? I saw probably Return of the Jedi's special edition release. And when I got home, because I had gotten into Star Wars through these Super Star Wars video games on the Super Nintendo. By the way, this is a Jedi Luke. Yes. From the Power of the Force line. The Jedi Luke. Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Jedi Black Cloak. Yeah. Orange carded. And when I got home, my parents surprised me with him, the Power of the Force Vader, and the Power of the Force R2-D2. The Super Star Wars games are pretty hard. They're impossible. I don't know why, as a child, I liked them. They're very hard to play. They're very hard. I don't want to do them ever again. And yet I'm always kind of like, this time it'll be fun. Great video games, they're but great. they're frustrating. Oh, yeah, no, brutally difficult. I was excited as a kid in the theater, and I like, hit my mom, and I was like, it's the same dialogue as the, as the game had. It's the same crawl. And she was like, yes, it's Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we do it. Uh, great. So... Some of the history of this that Justin will help us out with, this was also known amongst collectors as Power of the Force 2, which I did not know. Why 2? Because the original Kenner line toward the end of the line got rebranded as Power of the Force. Got it. It was their attempt at... The original Kenner line was not supposed to end when it did. They were still planning out several more years, and that stuff was going to get more into the expanded universe. So they wanted a name that was going to set those figures apart from the movie figures. So they started using this branding of Power of the Force. That's where it originally came from. So the last couple of waves of the original 80s figures were branded Power of the Force, and those are also the ones that have the coins. Got it. Oh, okay. So when Which, the line those returns, are more valuable nowadays. Yeah. Most collectors at, at the trade shows and whatnot, the cons, if they have one with a coin, it costs more than one without, or they won't haggle on They were those. made in far less quantities than mm-hmm. the others because the line was dying out. Retailers weren't buying as many. You had a lot of figures that were just re-released on the new cards with the coins. Yep. Um, so, yeah, those are some of the more valuable of the original Kenner stuff at this point. The farthest reaches of space are the most awe-inspiring, the most desired gifts of the galaxies. They are the Star Wars collector's coins. Every Star Wars action figure comes with one. Dynamic graphic front, action story back, over 60 different coins in the collection. But the best is each and every Star Wars action figure comes with one. Every figure? Every figure. 
look for the Star Wars collector's coins in your neighborhood. Something that I learned reading about this is that they still printed these with Kenner on the box, even though they were made by Hasbro. Yeah, so yeah. Hasbro. Right here, you can see Hasbro bought Kenner uh, and owned the Kenner name. So when they brought the line back in '95, for a while they used the Kenner branding, which I thought was great. Yeah, uh, and I think now they're sometimes they're using the Kenner when branding every do- now and then. The Black Series did the 40th anniversary when figures. When they do, like, the retro package. Yeah, and they'll put Kenner on there. Because why would you the get vintage rid of that collection. brand entirely? Do they do that? Yeah. Do they do that for the vintage collection now, probably? Because they know that people like us will be like, it's the way it was that I remember, and we'll go. <laughs> the same way if they play the old Bulls song from the 96 games, I'm like, I could watch basketball again. Right. It'll be great. <laughs> right. We're winners when this song plays. Um... Justin, you brought up kind of a good point that I actually want to ask about. Star Wars, nobody was buying it in retail for these figures, causing this almost 10-year hiatus between lines. Star Wars was pretty much gone. Yeah, it really gone underground. Yeah. Like, there was no Star Wars in popular culture. So the what- only time you saw it was at conventions uh, up until Star Tours opened to Disneyland. Right. And at that point, the only place you could buy Star Wars merchandise was at Disneyland. That's wild to think about. It's wild to think about that because Disney didn't own it then. Right. So it's almost this weird connective tissue to now. And Um, there were always, like, rumors that there was going to be another line of figures. Like, you would hear, like, lineups and you would hear, like, oh, these are finally coming out or those are finally coming out. And it just never happened. And before these came out, a company called Applause made – like PVC figures and that were, weren't posable. They were like cheap plastic statues. Mm-hmm. And that was the first like step of bringing Star Wars toys back. And then, you know, Hasbro knew that they were re-releasing the original films with the special editions and launched this line. And there have been Star Wars toys ever since. <laughs> And that was 25 years ago. Oh, my God. (laughs) So I want to ask both of you guys then, because that's the state of Star Wars as it seems. But to me, it was always existent because I was born in 89 and 95. I was young enough where it was like, this is just how it is. The toy stores have always had Lukes and Legos and nonsense. Did you guys realize that there was this hiatus before you were, I guess, like our age now, or was it a surprise when they showed up? Do you remember kind of this first wave showing up? It's interesting that you have the perspective that you have because I'm only two years older than you. I was born in 87. Yeah. But I didn't know what Star Wars was until the special edition was re-released in theaters when I was nine in 1997. And it just so happened that that was a movie that my parents never showed me, despite the fact that I loved Indiana Jones and I had seen, you know, back to the future and Terminator and all this other stuff that was probably even more, uh, you know, grown uh, adult than star Wars in many ways. I just happened to never (laughs) see it. And then the re-release came out the special edition release and since it was in theaters i think my grandmother took me and i actually saw empire strikes back first because a new hope was already out of theaters because they were only in theaters for like a month i think yeah there was a minute where i think you could hit at the if you did it right you could go to like a third string theater into a new hope and go somewhere else for empire and then a third one for jedi there was this small window where they all just existed so To be nine years old and to have never heard of Star Wars, I think that can only be explained by this hiatus that that you guys are talking about. It's very weird to think about that now, isn't it? Because I... And I remember when Star Wars went away, for me, it was after Revenge of the Sith. And all the games came out, and then slowly the video games started kind of dying down, but the... It was still in comic book stores. There were still books coming out. There were shows being rumbled. But there was this weird kind of era where it was just like the fun thing that I liked. And now I can't turn around without a fake article about a Lando Calrissian show when they put Last Can we Jedi stop stuff with the articles? Oranges. Can we stop the articles, please? <laughs> yes. I don't want to know like what other go- some guy wrote like as a potential script. Like Who cares? It's weird that it happens with this franchise because I think we all, you know, work our (laughs) exactly. But it's like we all work and are around the entertainment industry, so we know 
that these exact same things happen behind the scenes with Everything. every movie. Mm-hmm. Like there's probably a different treatment for Good Boys or Booksmart that we'll just never know about. That's why I think the ones that we get articles about are probably purposely leaked from the studio totally. to gauge yeah. Yeah, sure. interest. Oh, I, I'm pretty sure that that Boss Logic, the great artist who's on Twitter and Instagram, he makes amazing stuff and amazing comic book covers, but every now and then he'll put up something Star Wars-based or this that'll be like, here's what Obi-Wan could look like on Tatooine. Like, Disney's sign him a paycheck to make this to see if everyone's like, that'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> like... Because it's just too close. He'll be like three days ahead of an announcement. And you're like, ah, well, everyone loved this. And here we are. If we get the Keanu Reeves KOTOR movie, then we'll know that that's true. Right? Like That's essentially the Instagram Star Wars audience made that idea up. Like yeah. I don't know who did it first, but that spread like wildfire. It's amazing the things the internet creates. and then when Which the I'm all for, happens, by the way. It would be Please awesome. Please give me Keanu Reeves as any Star Wars character. It doesn't even have to be Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Any, anyone. So were these were the 95 Power of the Force figures the first Star Wars toys that any of you guys had? Yeah, for yeah. me, 100%. I also had a small percentage of Kenner figures within that collection, but Power of the Force came first. Gotcha. Because I think, like like you said, then they started in 1995, and I didn't see the movie until 97. So there was a year and a half right. worth of figures out by the time I was collecting. Nice. So it was like the toy shelves were already stocked. It was already. That's how it was for me, too. Like, by the time, the idea of this having waves is almost foreign to me, because I feel like it just all... Because those movies came out in such quick succession, and then we were gearing up for The Phantom Menace, and your perception of time when you're a kid is so different, but it just felt like everywhere I walked into was just a bombardment of Bosk and IG-88 and I mean, Han Solo and Zizor. Like, yeah. That's kind of the weird thing, is that, do you say Zizor? Prince Zizor from Shadows of the Empire. I've always known him as Shizor. No, no, no. <laughs> I could be do wrong. We, do we have a, is there a... Oh, I, I Shizor, don't... Shizor, Shizor? How do we... I'm sure well, there's a right way, my, but... Blew my mind with that pronunciation. I believe that's how they said it in the Shadows of the Empire video game, which was canon for a while. Oh, I never played that, so I... It's a great game. It's very good. She's or... She's or she's or... I have a, I have a mask, a full mask of him. Uh, <laughs> it's a shame I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm sure one day <laughs> Any, they'll make him canon. Anyway, that is what it was in 97. Like, it's, it's weird that it went from, like... There's no Star Wars products in 94 to just, it's back (laughs) in 97. I was born in 87 as well. And my dad is a big Star Wars fan. And he had the first VHS trilogy and showed it to me when I was five. So uh, they re-released the movies and brought the toys out at the same time in 97. And then, so I was 10. So I was deep into Star Wars already just from watching the VHS over and over. And my dad had two Star Wars toys that I remember. I played with one of them, but they were both from Return of the Jedi. One was a big, uh, it was a full-size red Darth Vader lightsaber. And it had these um, holes cut in the very top where the wind would make it whistle. So <laughs> awesome. it went like when you struck oh, it, great. it would go like, woo, like kind of like air pass through it. And then he also had uh, Chewbacca, um, you know, the, the straps of ammunition that he wore mm-hmm. across his like chest. They had those like made out of plastic and said like return of the Jedi on them. Awesome. And, yeah. Does but the, as far as figures went, nothing until and and I knew that there were no Star Wars toys, but I wasn't smart enough and I was so young to be like, there are no Star Wars toys. I just like had Hot Wheels. Right. I think that's also part of it when you're young is because I loved all the the weapons, right? The big lightsabers with the batteries in it and everything. And in my mind, I was like, well, they never made like a stormtrooper rifle. They never made a Han Solo blaster. They never made a bowcaster. Obviously, they did. 
I just didn't ha- the internet didn't exist and I was five so I wasn't reading magazines and being like I gotta get all these guns in 97 they had a laser tag where the guns were Han Solo's gun yeah and you wore like the little chest That's god I miss laser tag so much <laughs> did when you mentioned the ammo for Chewie's bowcaster it made me think of something why did he have an ammo line? They never reload laser guns in Star Wars, do they? So Chewie's bowcaster actually shoots. Um, I forget what they're specifically called. There's a word, uh, but they shoot. They shoot like laser projectiles, and it's, okay. a, it's a different type of laser than just like a stormtrooper laser gun. Yeah. So I think his would require ammunition, and I gotcha. forget what the word is. It's escaping me. But there's there's a Star Wars word for it. Yeah. Google Chewbacca's bowcaster, you'll you'll see. Because as soon as you said that, I was like, man, I, I don't remember the scene of there. Like, there's never that like pressure scene in a lot of gun moments. Where, like, I gotta reload. Oh my god, he's all. They're always just going. I had to debate uh, Chewbacca one time on a podcast, so I've extensively researched. Great, it's several years ago, but <laughs> I, I knew a lot about Chewbacca way back when. He's a good man to know a lot about. I was debating uh, best sidekick Chewbacca versus Spock. Oh, it's Chewbacca. <laughs> I would not call Spock. Like, yeah, a lot of people wouldn't. That's kind of my thing. Is I'm yeah. like, he's his own man. It was man. more like seeing um, Kirk and Han Solo as like similar archetype, and then gotcha. and then their number twos being Chewbacca uh, and Spock. So it's gotcha. more of like a number two than a sidekick, I guess. But now, I when I first saw these in '95, I was excited that Star Wars toys were back, but you hated them. I was a little disappointed because I was expecting or wanted or both a continuation of the original Kenner line. So what I wanted was like the next wave of those. I wanted figures, characters we'd never gotten before. I want in the style, like I just wanted that line to. You pick just wanted back more up. characters, yeah. You're like I don't need another a new hope, Luke Skywalker. Right, exactly. Like I wanted a slave Leia and a removable helmet Vader and stuff that we didn't get in that original line. Yeah. So when it was just the main characters over again and in a different style, it was like, well, I'm glad they're back. But a lot of people feel that way about the archive collection with Black Series now. Yeah, like we already have these. Let's move on. Yeah, I get that way, and sometimes because I kind of restarted collecting when I moved here so every now and then they will give me like a Han from Empire Strikes Back and I'm like thank goodness but I also like you look at the back card of this Power of the Force figure that you brought the Luke and there's just Han with this giant smuggler flight backpack and the Luke Skywalker and the sports skiff and these just weird zanier figures that I don't even know if they're from the expanded universe I think they're just fun I think a lot of this stuff was from Shadows of the Empire yeah so like let's let's do it. Maybe it took a few years, and I'm just forgetting. But something that I think kids today just can't comprehend is what it was like to walk into a toy section at a store, whether that's Toys R Us or any other store, and to see an entire aisle covered in just Star Wars toys, and half of that aisle was just figures, and every pin on the shelf was full to the back. And you could spend two hours just looking through all the stuff that they had. And there was dozens of characters and all kinds of ships and play sets and whatnot. And now you go and most toy sections that even still exist, half the stuff's gone. And even what's there, even if they have a full line, it's not as extensive as what it was then. And that bums me out. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that I'm like, oh, we're getting really detailed, but we're not getting wacky for like lack of a better word i'm like oh let's let's go for it you know but it didn't start out that way in 95 when they came back it took a few years it took a few years and the first set was actually fairly difficult to find especially in those first couple of months there were a lot of star wars collectors that i feel like people had started a lot of people started getting back into collecting the vintage figures in the years leading up to this. And so you had like an active collector base. So people were ready for these things to come out. And stores really didn't order them heavily at first because Star Wars is a thing from the 80s that no one cares about anymore. So they were not easy to find. I remember having to go to department stores that you really wouldn't usually go to looking for toys 
hoping that they would have. Like even like Han Solo was hard to find. And like, this is pre-internet. This is pre-internet. Yeah, it was all uh, magazines and books that you would get about action figures. Like, uh, yeah, they they showed these at Toy Fair. The pictures came out and the magazines, and you knew they were coming out. And especially, like, the Leia was very hard to find. The Leia and the C-3PO were the two, when I was doing the yeah, research, the that just at first was hard didn't to find. exist. Um, it's always April O'Neil and Princess Leia and the pink Power Ranger that are just not around. I think the yellow Power Ranger is actually the was. most expensive now because she passed away. Yeah. So that one's, like, especially coveted. Oof. Yeah, I remember buying these like one at a time because I found them one at a time. Like I think I found like Luke and R2 and Vader maybe together and then like found Han a couple weeks later. And then the rest were not only 3PO and Leia but also um, – God, who else? There was a it lot It was – the hard. first wave was Stormtrooper, Vader – Solo, Tatooine, Luke Skywalker, Chewbacca, R2-D2, Ben Kenobi, 3PO, and Leia. The Ben I was going to say, if I had to guess. very hard to find. Awesome figure. Though. Yeah. An yeah. Awesome Beautiful figure. figure. Yeah. You'd it's, have to scroll pretty deep into our posts, but there's a really cool Obi-Wan uh, Darth Vader fight from A New Hope that we did a long time ago of the, the Power of the Force era figures, and that Obi-Wan is so cool. And people were army building the Stormtroopers. So of the course. Stormtroopers oh, yeah, were... Of course. Short patches, or not short pack, but hard to find as well. So really, it was the Chewy, the R2, the Vader, and uh, the Luke that were everywhere. Yeah. Everything else was a little more Tough difficult at the time. Do you think part of the reason, uh, and this question is for anybody who wants to take it on, um, that retailers didn't want these. We talked about being this thing from the 80s that nobody wanted. That's but exactly what it was. Was there a worry that these movies weren't going to connect to like kids anymore, or that there weren't older collectors who would get back into it and... Now we use nostalgia as a marketing weapon. Like, it's weird to think that this wouldn't work. I think it's partially that the action figure market had become so saturated by that point, and they weren't going to assume that kids that were collecting Ninja Turtle and Power Ranger and Street Sharks or whatever, you know, Transformers, Choose Your Poison, um, that they were going to come back to Star Wars, something that they didn't know. But I think once the movies came out, then it was like, okay, kids are into this. Game on. I don't think there was any worry on like a corporate level because they had this whole plan of rolling the brand back, back out. All for this big movie. But I do think at first stores were apprehensive to really like dive into purchasing a lot of them because it was this thing from the 80s that was just a dead brand. Well, and we had never really brought back a brand yet at that point. At least not on the level of Star Wars. We had brought back like yeah. TV stuff, Hanna-Barbera and Looney Tunes gets revived. But this was kind of the first like let's take a brand from way back in the day, which now we do every summer, I right? Like G.I. Joe is probably the closest, yes. closest example to yeah. that. But that was going from 12-inch to 375, which is a whole different undertaking. It's interesting that we – it's so funny to think of that as a risk, that there was a time somebody was in a boardroom and was like, guys, Star Wars. Right. Hear me out. <laughs> I know it's been gone for years, but what if we just brought it back and we tried it? Yeah, it was a bit of a risk before the special editions came out. Yeah. I honestly think that it was probably George wanting to introduce the kids to the toys before putting the movies back out into the world to right. hook yeah. a whole other generation of fans, you know? And I think also, I could be wrong about this, but I feel like there was a pre-special edition VHS release that was right around There was, because my parents had the original box set which i believe just said star wars not a new hope mm -hmm. and then there was one that like we got that has like a new hope on the box back when they had those like half faces i think one was like stormtrooper yoda and vader those are those are the special editions. those are the special yeah. editions yeah because i do remember there being like weird rollouts i remember being at birthday parties and someone getting like a just empire strikes back but i had never seen the cover and being like what is this Mine just has a stormtrooper on it. 
which is why I'm just a sucker for a good case. Justin, what did you think about the body sculpts when the Power of the Force line was first introduced? You know, honestly, it wasn't until years later that I looked back and was like, these are horrible. <laughs> like, it, I, I thought nothing of it at but, the time. But did you notice compared to the Kenner? Because nope. the Kenner figures are so, like, stiff I, and at skinny. At the time and... when they came out, it was just like, oh, this is just what they're doing now. And, like, it didn't dawn on me that this looks nothing like Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be fair, compared to He-Man, they looked pretty normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because so it, was... it wasn't until, like, ten years later... When they started making, like, body-accurate Luke figures that it was like, oh, those were bad. But also, like, now I like them in a different kind of way. Yeah. Like, That's why I like them. Yeah. They're like a cartoony bad. Yep. Yeah. They're now this kind of, like, fun relic of something that we're like, oh, we we did this and we brought it back. And they were more... I think it was Tim Hall, who was the leader of their 95 Hasbro's design team, that was like, this is going to be the balance of collectors and kids. And it's funny to go back and look at some of their faces or the droids or things like Boba Fett and be like, oh, wow, this actually looks like that. Boba Fett looks really good. Yeah. But these were totally also, like, for kids. And it's such an interesting mix of, like, look how good that head is. And then they just stopped caring because this is where they hit the lightsabers at each other. I feel like the, the Boba Fett was the first one that came out that was like, oh, wow, this is a great figure. It I liked the R2-D2 one a lot, too, from that. Yeah, that was like, good. Holy hell. The Stormtroopers have those little, like, black specks that I – even as a kid, I was like, oh, there's some detail on here. And they really took the time to make this perfect. My favorite aspect of the Power of the Force line are all of the ships and playsets. Absolutely. And I know the Kenner line did that as well, but I think it's such a leap forward in terms of likeness and just coolness and, and the size of the sets and the variety. There were so many different things that were out there, and I wish that there were more of that today, too. Yeah. And they were affordable. Now, you know, they do an X-Wing, like Poe's X-Wing for the new movie. It's more than $50, I think. Right. It's like yeah. $70-some probably. I like think first order is what the Falcon was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like the X-Wing was like 25 30 And yeah. I don't you know, it was 25 years ago. But God, that Falcon was the best fucking thing. I have one. I have it, too, back in Chicago. Oh, it was Mine's perfect. two blocks away, man. You can come oh. check it out. <laughs> That every time I'm home, I just like open up that door and I look at those vehicles and I'm like, man, we just don't do this anymore. Do you guys know the four seat Falcon? Yeah. Do you know what line that's from? I don't. A, a friend of mine has it and I've seen it, but I don't know what it's from. But that one's even cooler. It yeah. actually has the four seat cockpit, so yeah. all four characters can fit in there. God, it's yeah. enormous. It's like the size of this table, I think. Is there yeah. uh Anything from the Power of the Force line that either of you guys like wanted and never got as a kid? For me, it was the Snowspeeder. We can never find it. Oh, really? Yeah. I have one of those. You can come check it out, too. <laughs> um, wow. Um, I think the ATST. That's a good one. I yeah. never had an ATST and 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 honestly wanted one. My cousin had the ATAT, so we were covered in that regard because him and I were always playing together. Um, but I recently got the Black Series uh, three seven five inch um, uh, ATST, so we we now have one Dope. for Action Stars. So great, my dream great. has come true. <laughs> you need it. When you were talking about figures that were hard to find, I remember I did get it. But it took a long time, and always hoping it was there and it wasn't was Grand Moff Tarkin. Nice. Oh, yeah. That was another hard one to find. I don't think I ever got that one either. But now I have the Black Series one that comes with that ball of the yeah, torture ball. Because first of all, it was the first Grand Moff Tarkin figure. There was not one in the 70s and 80s line. Okay. Which was crazy that they didn't make that. It is crazy. Figure. And it was like when the Power of the Force line launched. I feel like it was one of the first figures they made that was a figure from the original film that wasn't made the first time. Nice. And, yeah, it was very difficult to find. Was that one you were excited about? Oh, yeah. I, I remember, yeah, I found out at Toys R Us. I found it while I was on vacation <laughs> in Vegas at, like, a small mom-and-pop toy store in a mall. 
and it blew my mind. <laughs> I, didn't th- I didn't even think it was out yet. I'm, I'm glad I brought that figure out so we could hear that. <laughs> I still get a, get a thrill out of finding things in person yeah. that you've been looking for. Oh, even yeah. things that like you could easily order online. Yeah. The line was a little... Even though I was a little disappointed that it wasn't a continuation of the original line, I think one of the things that really hooked me in was the fun of hunting for this line. Because there were a lot of there were a lot of different variants, like the sizes of the lightsabers and yep. the packages and holograms and no holograms and like it really, really scratched that collector itch, as our friends at the Major Brothers would say. Um, it it was a fun line to go out and look for. Yep. And my poor mom spent a lot of time sitting in cars while I was running into Targets <laughs> and Toys R Us looking for them. But yeah, it was a fun line to collect and it I really think it kind of leads us to where we are today with action figure collecting. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that. I think if this line hadn't have come back, it would have kind of faded away. Probably. I wish they would start doing the cardstock with the character info on the back again. Yes. I miss stats so much. They're so stupid and dumb, but I just miss like, flipping it over. They're like nerd baseball cards, so yeah. Hasbro, please start doing that again. And I'll do it on my Black Series figures. I remember when I got Kylo Ren before Force Awakens came out, and I was like, oh, he's into Sith artifacts, and he leads the Knights of Ren? This movie's going to be fascinating. <laughs> Guess what was not in any of those films? <laughs> Waited a long time for that payoff. Can the Knights of Ren not use the Force, by the way? I don't know. We did. We just mowed them down. <laughs> I thought that they were Force users. I assumed they were all part of Luke's failed temple, and he brought them back. I know nothing about any of this. Who knows, guys? <laughs> um, is there a favorite figure you have from this line for everybody? Uh, yeah, I'll start. I'll say the um, Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker from Return of the Jedi. Um, I have one that's open, but I also it's the only Power of the Force figure that I have still in box. And it's not mint by any means, but I'm definitely not an in-box collector, but this one I like keeping in box. I am going to say probably the Gamorrean Guard. Nice. And I army built... With that Gamorrean guard, I probably bought like six or seven of them. Yep. Um, and now I look at it next to the more recent three and three quarter inch Gamorrean guard. And it's like, this is insane. Like, it's night and day, but I still, there's a soft spot for that figure. And also, like, sometimes with these early Power of the Force figures, it's not about the look or the play. It's about the memory of when I found them, like that Target yep. on that vacation in Vegas. Totally. Like, even though this was 25 years ago, I still vividly remember when I found the Han Solo, when I found the Leia. Um, yeah. Have you seen the six inch black series Gamorrean Guard? Oh, I have that. Yeah. You have it? I'm okay, a big good. Gamorrean I was going to say you have to buy it if you don't have oh, it. It's one of the it's, best. It's one of my favorite Beautiful. black series. The fact that the mouth opens, bo- yes. like Bosk, Bosk's mouth mm-hmm. also opens. So cool. A few favorites ATAT Gunner. Mm. Love. Nice. Uh, X Wing Luke, X Wing Pilot Luke. Yep. Yeah, very cool. And. Uh, Akbar. Akbar was great. Yeah, Akbar was great. Akbar was I got great. Akbar on that same vacation that I got the Tarkin the day before at <laughs> uh, a Toys R Us right outside of Vegas in Henderson. Um, yeah, it's good. Man, I, it's all rushing oh, back. Oh, and, and, and a good gimmicky one was r2d2 that could shoot the lightsaber out yes yes i was gonna say the speeder bikes that exploded those are also great i think there was a scout trooper leia and luke version but they you could press the thing on the back and they would explode into like four pieces i love those uh mine is dumb and i'll tell you why it's dumb my there are no favorite dumb uh, my is that r5d4 they did oh yeah great, uh, great because it has two guns on its side that fold up 
I don't remember that. Don't remember I'll, have that. I'll have to look at mine. I, it's sure on my this work is our desk. 5D. Yep. Red droid that was force sensitive in the comics. Oh my God. And if you hit a button, he splits open and there's like a missile that'll yes. pop out. Oh, yes. right. Yes. Right. And I loved that okay. this random droid that just pops. The toy of it was like, what if he was armed to the fucking teeth? <laughs> and I thought it was the coolest thing. I hope next season in The Mandalorian we get an R5-D4 that splits open and has know. a giant rocket. That I would was, be sweet. I really wanted to track down the GameStop 40th anniversary of R5-D4, and then I kind of stopped because, like, you know what? He's not going to split open. He's just going to be a droid. I need him with those turrets on the yeah. side. going to have to rebuy the old one. I know. He's on my desk at work right next to my R2-D2 with his the same chew marks from my first dog. <laughs> Which is also my favorite one. That R2 is great. All of them are great. But those are probably my top two. Because if I do more, I'll just be like, and Bosk, and Boba Fett, and IGA. There's so many from that line. I know. This keeps going. Now the universe has changed forever. The Star Wars Power of the Force collection. When Darth Vader and his stormtroopers attack, join Princess Leia, Luke Skywalker, and Han Solo. Escape in the mighty Millennium Falcon. Experience the real movie sounds of light speed when Darth Vader's TIE fighters are on your tail. Hear the force of the Falcon's turbo lasers. Can you blast Vader's TIE fighters to pieces? Never underestimate the power of the force. The Star Wars Power of the Force collection, each sold separately from Kenner. I do want to ask our guests here uh, exactly what is the Action Stars and what do you guys do for our listeners? So in a nutshell, we're just trying to make people laugh using action figures. Great. In a variety of ways, and uh, that continues to evolve. Um, but Max and I have been friends for a very long time, and I think we did the math earlier, and in 2014, we generated the idea of the action stars, and then in 2016, we actually started creating stuff. Um, but I'll sort of let Max tell you what the action stars is. So it's... Uh a toy photography account, but also the action stars are a team of uh, Star Wars action figures that we renamed. So they're like second tier characters that we have figures for. So we Great. made up characters that they are. And so I actually brought them. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. And so a lot of the posts will be one-offs about whatever that we ended up taking a picture of but we also have some amount of narrative cooked into it so the action stars is a toy photography account and it's also sort of our uh like narrative uh story that we made up. We, we couldn't great. be tethered to just five characters. You know, I want, we want to take pictures of Spider-Man sometimes. Well, well and Willy Wampa. I mean, there's characters. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. There's more, there's more characters in the action stars too, but I love that. Also like your account alone is so impressive. Thanks. The photos Thank in there. Thank you. Are great. And I always like, I took a few photography classes in college and, like, I have toys, and every now and then, like, take one and, like, put them up on our account. And then I'll see, like, your guys' stuff and just be like, well, I got it. All right, guys, this just isn't good enough. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I got to get, like, outside and do some settings and work. Like, you guys are really out there, like, doing work for it. Where it, I think a you, lot of other collectors are like, check out my big wall of stuff. Between... If you if you scroll deeper into, like, the beginning of our Instagram, you'll see how much we've learned in the process of doing this as, as a photographer of things this small. But we, all, I, we also both have background in, like, writing and um, television and video production and film and all that. So... I'm not a professional camera person by any means. I'm very much an amateur as a camera person, but we also do have a little bit of background in yeah. in that realm. Is it all on iPhone stuff, or is there a certain camera um, you use? We do post some stuff from the iPhone, um, but most of our shots, I use a Canon T3i. Um, I'd love to upgrade, but that's currently what I'm rolling T3i with. T3i is good. Yeah, yeah, for still photography, it's fine. Um, we want to eventually do more and more video stuff. It's just more time consuming. Right. Um, so we're slowly integrating that as well. But um, the main thing that I think uh, helped is we invested in a 100 millimeter macro lens, the Canon macro lens, which specializes in photographing very small objects. So um, sometimes that actually is a challenge because you have to back the camera off so far to do like full scenes, but it can also like take pictures of 
the close up of even a three inch action figure. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. When they have good paint. That's also part <laughs> yeah. of it. And it, it's great seeing that stuff too. Cause there's always a part of me that's like, ah, damn it. Now I want to go buy all these toys. It was the same that, thing. That's the problem. It's an investment not only in the equipment, but the toys. Right. Like you have an idea for something and now you've got to go track something down, buy something. Have you ever bought something that you normally be like, I don't really want to do this, but the idea calls for this oh, figure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and then there are things that you buy that you never think you'd end up using for what you use them for. Yeah. Um, and we've even invested in uh, several different types of like dioramas. Great. Both like handmade and uh, yeah, I think 3D printed. Probably. I think that's what really steps it up too. Is when people go, you see a lot of like toy photography that has these just gorgeous backdrops that are either made or found or bought or. There's some incredible artists out there making props, dioramas, backdrops, and then there's people doing practical and visual effects. It's it's a really talented community, and there are so many people out there that I hold in much higher regard than even the stuff that I do. Right. To sum it up, here is uh, the team, the Action Stars team, and we are actually doing that narrative. Um, Hammerhead, everyone remembers, from the Cantina. Oh, yeah. Um, Power of the Force era, all of these also, guys and gals. Um, he's sort of like the leader of the group, right? And also brilliant. Um, he's like he's like Rick Sanchez, if you're a Rick and Morty fan. He's like very, very smart and can pretty much build or do or fly anything. Great. Um, his little sister type is Nikki, played by um, Wicket the Ewok, Power of the Force action figure. Uh, Nikki is sort of like um, like a hobbit where she's very like elusive and sneaky. Great. And sort of like a scout. Um, Max, you want to tell them about Ethan and Hank? So we've got <laughs> Ethan is the rebel um, soldier from A New Hope, if you'll remember from the Krillian Corvette opening scene. And then Hank is the Hoth rebel soldier uh, from Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, Ethan and Hank are friends and have been uh, due to them both being a part of the good guys. Uh, Hank is the pilot and Ethan, so Hank's, uh, I guess the gruff pilot. And then Ethan is best friends with Hammerhead. They go way back. Um, so that's kind of the, uh, what connects all of them. They, yeah, Ethan and Hammerhead started the action stars. And then last but not least, the fifth member is we, we call her five Lom. Like like <laughs> like Forlom, just the next issue, and uh, she is a Robot. female uh, Lom series protocol droid, murdering Great. machine, loves guns, uh, loves blasting laser rifles. Now, narratively, are they in the Star Wars universe, or are they in? Their yeah, own? but it's like a weird timeline where like everyone's still alive. Yeah. it's like the toy realm of right. the Star Wars universe. So like. You know, Emperor Palpatine could exist at any given moment. The anyone, anyone could exist at any any given moment. Yeah, but so, now thanks to force healing, that's possible. Yeah, no, all you need is that Pan Oswald pitch from Parks and Rec, where he's like, "And we'll have Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet, and that's how we will connect to Perfect. all of these other universes." Exactly. Also, it's fiction. <laughs> and last but not least, Willy Wampa is uh, sort of the action star's hype man. Um, it's a Kenner <laughs> action figure, actually. This is old school from uh, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, that thing's awesome. So we take him wherever we go. I've like gotten in trouble for taking him to Queen in concert at the Greek, I think. <laughs> People look at you funny when you carry in an 8-inch Wampa figure. Yeah, Willy Wampa's been to lots of fun events there's really nothing like the old original kenner stuff like it really pops out like that wampa is so nice i what was it uh was it sideshow that made the jumbo versions i think so um i almost bought the jumbo version of this wampa (laughs) A couple of months ago, there's a toy store in Burbank. Is that like life size? It's like I know what two, you're talking about. Yeah, it's like two feet tall. Wow. <laughs> they they uh, there was a there's a toy store in Burbank. It looks like the original packaging. Yes, it's jumbo. 
Wow. Yep. Yeah. It's this I exact sent, I sent you wampa. Picture. Oh, oh, I, I, yeah. The, I've seen I it. Yeah. I've seen it at a con. It's yeah. a, this exact wampa, but like in the in the Kenner huge. packaging, it's yeah. just gigantic. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, Those are cool. There's a toy store in Burbank that was having this like 50 percent off everything sale for one hour and they had that and I was really eyeing it up. (laughs) How much was it at 50 off? I don't even know. (laughs) You were too afraid to ask. This was my first day off of work in months. Okay. So it was was just like, I'm going to buy something. (laughs) Maybe it'll be that giant Wampa. Yeah. Uh, You're just sitting there like Wampa or debt. Yes. Wampa or debt. I, I I ended up not buying any. Well, there you go. Sometimes that's the way to be. Still tempting. Still every time I don't buy something, Amazon reminds me that I pre-ordered something months ago and it just arrives at my house. Luckily, I and still I'm have the original. Forty dollars. I don't think they've ever made a better Wampa. No. Than this original Kenner Wampa. I have a few of them, and this one is my favorite. From like. A, a fun cartoony perspective. He almost has like a ghoulish ghosty face and I love his paws, like his giant hands. And they're actually pretty poseable depending on the angle that you go for. Um, Cause he's based off of the just bad puppet from the original version yeah. of empire. Yeah. And now all the Wampa figures that they make are based off of the special edition version of the right. Wampa. Right. Uh, much like the Max Rebo band. Yep. Uh, you can't get, they won't allow like puppet versions of those characters to be released. We actually just posted a shot that has Max Rebo in it. Nice. I'm a big Max Rebo fan. Everyone is. Where's his Disney Plus show? Oh, please. Uh, this I got struggling a band. Uh, I got it just like it's the Blues Brothers meets the Blues Brothers 2000. Justin, if you and I ran Disney, they'd be making much different shows. <laughs> it would be my IG-88 and Bosque buddy cop show. Oh, yes, please. And you'd be going, neither of those characters speak English. You're right, and they won't. And in the background, like the other guys, Boba Fett will be doing cool things, but we'll never see it. (laughs) (laughs) And they'll just be goofing off. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming. Where can they find you guys? Uh, They can find us on any social media at The Action Stars. That is easy enough. Yeah. And it goes, The Action Stars, where the action stars. Ah. Perfect. I love it. Uh, unfortunately, our social media is a little more complicated than that. Blake, where can they well, find us? First, they should leave us a review on iTunes and give us five stars. Then they can either email us at howdoyoufigurepodcast at gmail.com. We have a Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash podcast. Our Twitter is howdoyoufigurepc. And our Instagram is also howdoyoufigurepodcast. And that's that. Thanks again. Thanks, everyone. May the force be with you. Always. Always.